0: we would like to welcome you to another edition of the jazz show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer www.citr.ca my name's Gavin Walker and we of course have got uh, a lot of music to play for you this evening and I hope that you can uh, sit by your radio and do what you have to do and i uh, have uh, a couple of years on uh, the show this evening. And uh, our jazz feature, of course, is the beginning of our show. And our jazz feature artist this evening is a Canadian. He was born in Toronto on May the 13th, 1912. And he passed away March the 20th in Cuernavaca, Mexico, in 1988. And he was an incredible musician. Played very good piano. But he distinguished himself more with writing and arranging. So... Because of that ability and because he wasn't a particularly um, profound soloist or didn't pursue that part of the music because it was writing and arranging and composing that was his uh, forte, um, he was a little lower profile. His real name was Ian Ernest Gilmore Green. But we know him as Gil Evans and of course most people know Gil Evans from the three classic albums that he did with Miles Davis I'm talking about Miles Ahead Porgy and Bess and of course the incredible sketches of Spain and there were some other um, shorter albums after that but those three really put Gil Evans on the map he, of course, was known within the business um, well before that. And, uh, of course, his association with Miles Davis went back to the late 40s as well. But those three albums were really the ones that that, that put Gil Evans' name. Everybody realized that his arrangements on those albums, and, of course, Miles Davis being the soloist that he is, um, was one of the most incredible collaborations in all music. And, of course, after that, um, although he was still associated with Miles off and on, uh, Gil was able to uh, form his own bands and continue a career under his own name. I mentioned that Gil went uh, way back with Miles Davis, and, of course, uh, his place in new york city in the late 40s was legendary it was in the warehouse district it was a loft and all the musicians charlie parker uh Thelonious monk bud powell miles davis lee konitz all these musicians used to gather in this place because uh they could um play at any time of the day or night it didn't bother anybody because it was um it was a loft and uh um there was were really no residences around so so they could make all kinds of noise and experiment with music and so on and gil evans was was kind of the center of that because it was his loft and um that's how the famous um birth of the cool band was formed in the late 40s with miles davis that was gil and miles earliest association and um uh Gil was a big part of uh uh helping Miles put together that uh, revolutionary band even though it was a commercial failure they made these classic recordings for Capitol Records and uh they were eventually uh released and the and the album was called Birth of the Cool and it was really um quite unique Miles had left Charlie Parker and and really started a whole new um trend in music and that was to feature Um, improvisation and arrangements as well and combine them. And uh, the Birth of the Cool Band, of course, was uh, quite a wonderful organization. And unfortunately, as a lot of artistic um, ventures are, it was um, an artistic success, but a commercial failure. And uh, Miles, of course, then moved on to uh, other things. But they renewed their association in the mid 50s and of course miles was a much bigger name by that time and um uh, and gill of course was uh, had been very busy throughout the 50s writing music for all kinds of bands and singers especially love singers and uh, then uh, they proceeded to make these three classic albums which i referred to um, in my opening remarks So this led, the fame um, of these albums uh, led to Gil Evans deciding to form his own band, which leads us now to our jazz feature. Because of these recordings, Gil was able to put together this incredible band and record for a brand-new label at the time. It was a deluxe label. Um, and the uh, the label was, of course, Impulse Records and Creed Taylor. The legendary Creed Taylor was, um, at the time, was the producer uh, for Impulse Records. And Gil made this now classic recording, and it's called Out of the Cool. And Gil's band includes, of course, um, Gil on piano. He's was the arranger and conductor of the band. The people involved here, um, it's not a large band, but uh, every, it's, it's so unique in, in its sound and really um, it's, it offers a slightly different um, portrait of Gil Evans because uh, he's out on his own here. The, the, in the trumpet section two wonderful trumpet players. The soloist is Johnny Coles, one of my favorite trumpet players. And the other uh, section trumpet player is a, a gentleman named Phil Sunkel. Uh, trombones, three of them. We have Keg Johnson, Jimmy Nepper who will be featured on a couple of tunes, and Tony Studd on bass trombone. And he's featured on the tune as well. There's a tuba, played by Bill Barber. Then the reeds, are all they all double on flutes and piccolos and so on and so forth and these um, reeds um, uh, saxophones of course and um, as I said the um, Gil Evans makes use of the all the different sounds that the reed instruments can make the saxophones the flutes the piccolos etc etc so we have Ray Beckenstein on alto saxophone flute and piccolo and um, uh, Bud Johnson is the tenor saxophone soloist. And he, he, he is actually from slightly older school, but what a great player. And he also plays soprano saxophone. Then we have a bassoonist in there, uh, Ray, our Bob Trickerico, And he is, plays the bassoon, the flute, and the piccolo. We have a wonderful guitar player by the name of Ray Crawford. And a uh, shamefully underrated guitarist and he plays some beautiful solos in here. Ron Carter, who had just arrived on the New York scene, beautiful bass player, as we all know, still alive and well, and one of the great icons of jazz music, um, takes the bass chores. And on drums, the magnificent Elvin Jones, who went on to great fame with John Coltrane. And he has aided by another great drummer who plays uh various percussion instruments and that's charlie persip so this album was all uh, recorded over uh a few sessions in november and december in late 1960 obviously it would be late 1960 considering it was november and december right okay <laughs> uh yes redundancy all right we're going to get to the music and This uh, album, of course, has become a classic. It's a favorite. It's one of the essential jazz albums. um, I think if you were to buy maybe have 10 essential jazz albums, I would think this would be one of them. And um, this would be right up right up to the top. The first tune is one of the most effective of all the tunes. It's a wonderful piece of music written by, created by Gil Evans and features some wonderful soloists, including uh, Johnny Coles on trumpet and Bud Johnson on tenor saxophone, Tony Studd on bass trombone, Ray Crawford on guitar, everybody. And the piece of music is called La Nevada, which means in Spanish, snowfall. And uh, it's a tremendous piece of music. What a great start to the album. The second tune is a beautiful melody, a very sad, and very poignant melody, uh, written by John Benson Brooks, and it features the trombone of Jimmy Nepper. And the piece of music is called Where Flamingos Fly. Tune number three is basically uh, for the band, And it's called the Bilbao song. And, of course, it was written by Bertolt Brecht and Kurt Weill. Tune number four was written by Gil Evans' friend, composer, George Russell. And it's really a blues, but it's a very abstract blues. And one of George Russell's most famous and accessible compositions. The tune is called Stratus Funk. And... Then a a rather atmospheric uh, piece of music by Gil Evans, again featuring the whole orchestra, and it's called Sunken Treasure. And the final tune, which was not on the original LP, but included on the CD, is um, a more upbeat kind of piece of music written by Horace Silver. And Gil Evans' uh, take on Horace Silver's famous composition sister sadie and i'll let you know all the soloists and do a recap after we hear the jazz feature so we turn you over now to the great Gil evans the album out of the cool and we begin with la nevada That was our jazz feature this evening. The album is a classic. I think it's one of the essential jazz albums in modern jazz history. And this album is called Out of the Cool, and it's the Gil Evans Orchestra. And it was originally recorded for Impulse Records in November and December of 1960. And it really came as a result of the very famous Miles Davis albums, which came out, which were collaborations between Miles and Gil Evans. And um, Gil wrote the music and the arrangements, and Miles, of course, played the magnificent solos on those albums. Miles Ahead was the first one, and then um, the Evans-Davis take on George and Ira Gershwin's great folk opera porgy and bess and then of course the uh, amazing sketches of spain uh, album which really opened the door to um a lot of uh people that normally listen to classical music heard this album and of course realized how magnificent uh, soloist miles davis was and and of course the arrangements were all by gil evans and he conducted the orchestra so the fame of those albums allowed Gill, who was a rather background figure because he wasn't uh, a soloist um, as such, although he played um, reasonably fine piano— Um, he was a writer composer so he took a back seat to jazz as a soloist's art really and and it's the great soloists and the great performers on their individual instruments that get the acclaim and usually writers and arrangers are kind of um, unless they are combined with great instrumental talent like charles mingus um, they basically are in the background and um this allowed Gil Evans to become a leader in his own right and form his own band, and this was the first album, the first result of him forming his early edition of the Gil Evans Orchestra. And, of course, this album became, as I mentioned before, a classic. Even though that's an overused word, this album to me is, is uh, one of the essential jazz albums in, in jazz history. The soloists in the band, if you heard a trumpet, it was the great Little Johnny C. from Philadelphia, Johnny Coles. And uh, for me, he possesses one of the most beautiful sounds on trumpet, and his, uh, his soloing is always just so beautiful. Um, he, he, he just, yeah, <laughs> what can I say, so warm. And on trombone, we heard Jimmy Nepper a um, wonderful soloist and a wonderful musician who uh, had a long history with Charles Mingus, as a matter of fact. And the other trombonist uh, was the bass trombone player, a lesser-known fellow. His name was Tony Studd. And um, Bud Johnson was the tenor saxophonist that we heard, and the guitarist was the wonderful and underrated Ray Crawford. And in the rhythm section, of course, Mr. Evans playing the piano, Ron Carter on bass, who had just moved to New York City, who was a graduate of the Eastman School of Music, and on drums, the magnificent Elvin Jones, of course, who went on to a great career with John Coltrane, and he was helped out on percussion by Charlie Persip. And um, the other members of the band, of course, were uh, sideman roles. We had... Um, uh, the reeds playing a lot of uh, flutes and piccolos and and, um, and and we had a bassoonist in there as well and a tubal player. And, uh, of course, uh, making up the unique sound of the Gil Evans Orchestra. So the pieces we heard, uh, we opened with uh, the, the longest piece uh, of the album and I think one of the most intriguing pieces. Um, very simple melody uh but the band uh, it really combines writing and and improvising that first tune is called la nevada which in spanish of course is snowfall and it was a creation of Gil evans we heard him play the piano we heard johnny cole's solo on that on trumpet uh, bud johnson on tenor saxophone tony stud on bass trombone and ray crawford on guitar and gilla and uh, ron carter on bass then we heard a feature for jimmy nepper a beautiful arrangement by Gil evans of a john benson brooks um, tone poem rather than a song really and the piece of music was called where flamingos fly that was number two Number three was uh, a tune written by Bertolt Brecht and Kurt Weill and the Bilbao song. Then we heard a great piece by uh, Gil Evans' friend, composer George Russell, and it's blues, and it was called Stratus Funk, and we heard um, all the fine soloists on that piece. And then we heard another sort of atmospheric piece written by Gil Evans, and featuring the trumpet of Johnny Coles, and it was called Sunken Treasure. And the final tune was, uh, I think, probably the brightest piece on the whole album in terms of uh, sort of outgoing, uh, extroverted piece, and that was Horace Silver's Sister Sadie, and arranged beautifully by Gil Evans and featuring um, all the soloists I mentioned. So that was the jazz feature this evening, and I certainly hope you enjoyed the music of Gil Evans, a legendary composer, had a great long life. He was born in Toronto, and um, when he was a young boy, his mother took him to uh, Stockton, California, and that's where he actually grew up and went to school there and uh, got interested in music. He heard Duke Ellington on the radio and some of the other bands and said, that's what I want to do. I want to write, I want to, I want to make music like like this. And so he got into uh, uh taking piano lessons and learning how to compose and, and so on. And uh he was totally self-taught and uh, an amazing musical genius, Gil Evans. All right. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR, FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we'll be right back with some music that you've never heard before on CITR. You've probably never heard before anywhere. And we're going to play some music for you, and I'll tell you who all the folks are after we hear these messages. But uh, stay around, because this music is wonderful. Maybe some of you have heard of the trumpet player. His name is Derek Gardner. No? You haven't heard of him? You're going to hear him very soon, right after these messages.
1: Are you interested in indigenous issues? Do you get ticked off with ongoing colonization? Do you have something to say? Or, do you want to learn more? We have just the thing. Join UBC's first ever Indigenous Radio Collective at CITR Radio, Unceded Musqueam Territories. Our show, Unceded Airways, airs every Monday from 11 to 12 and we meet from 12 to 1 to plan our upcoming shows. We're interested in content covering various things from film to literature, current day politics, history, whatever you want to talk about, we're into it. Everyone welcome Indigenous and non-Indigenous. Last night, I left the bar. I was thirsty. And I don't drink wine. I was desperate. I needed blood. I turned to the only place I could. The only place that could possibly help me. Hello, Canadian Blood Services. Hello. Hello. I need some blood. A, positive or negative, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry, we're all out of A positive and negative. Would you like some O instead? No. No, that won't do. Thank you, good night.
0: Save me. Save yourself. Give blood, voluntarily.
1: This message was brought to you courtesy of the Canadian Blood Services and CITR Radio 101.9 FM. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hongkameenam-speaking Musqueam people.
0: We're going to listen to some music now by a whole group of gentlemen. Some of you may have heard of these uh, great musicians, and uh, some of you probably haven't. The album is called Echoes of Ethnicity and it's by the Jazz Prophets. Now, there was a a band back in the 50s led by trumpeter Kenny Dorham called the Jazz Prophets, but that's not this. These are musicians that are here now, and uh, one of them, of course, has been teaching at the University of Manitoba. He's a great trumpet player, and he's the leader of the band. His name is Derek Gardner. Now, his brother is probably the best-known musician because he plays trombone in the Lincoln Center Orchestra, and he is one of the world's leading trombonists. His, his name, of course, is Vincent Gardner. And one of my favorite alto saxophonists is on here, and he's, uh, he's a friend of mine and a wonderful player. His name is Brad Leely, and um, he, is, uh, he is tremendous on, on the alto. And... Uh, we have Rick Rowe on piano, uh, Derek Gardner, of course, is, uh, uh, plays trumpet, and um, on tenor saxophone there's uh, another gentleman, um, Rob Dixon on tenor saxophone, and Gerald Cannon, of course, he is well-known too, a uh, New York bass player, wonderful player, and on drums, Donald Edwards, and I mentioned Brad Lely on alto saxophone, and Jason Marshall on baritone saxophone. And uh, we're going to hear three tunes from this album. Uh, And the first one is obviously dedicated to Sonny Rollins, and it's called Nuke. And the second piece of music is called Mercury Boulevard. And the third piece of music is called Crystal Stare. And these three albums are, are three um, pieces of music are from this album called Echoes of Ethnicity. And it's on um, the OWL label. OWL Studios, uh, you can Google that, owlstudios.com. And you can probably uh, uh, find a lot of information on this particular record. And uh, these are just uh, excellent musicians. And if you've never heard, any of them before, you're going to hear them now. So check out the first tune we're going to hear is Nuke, dedicated to, of course, the great Sonny Rollins. A wonderful band Uh, and this album called echoes of ethnicity Derek Gardner and the jazz prophets plus two and this was recorded in Indianapolis but uh, Derek was uh, has been teaching at the uh, University of of Manitoba and um, a lot of the uh, people involved here have been involved in in uh, teaching at, uh, at that university as well, um, either as guests or as uh, regular faculty, and um, all put together by um, a great bass player who's the sort of center of jazz in, in uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Steve Kirby. And he has uh, brought all these musicians in to uh, teach and carry on the uh, traditions of, of jazz music. Derek Gardner is the leader, and of course he plays trumpet and flugelhorn. He put this band together, uh, along with his brother, uh, who is um, very well known because he's the trombonist, uh, the lead trombonist in the Lincoln Center Jazz Orchestra. I'm talking about my friend Vincent Gardner and um, the two brothers, two Gardner brothers Um, along with Rob Dixon on tenor saxophone, Rick Rowe on piano, Gerald Cannon on bass, and Donald Edwards on drums, and Brad Leely on alto saxophone, and Jason Marshall on baritone saxophone. And we heard three tunes uh, composed by various members of the band. The first tune was called Nuke, and of course that's Sonny Rollins' nickname. Um, And... Obviously, it was dedicated to Sonny Rollins, and that was written and arranged by Derek Gardner. And the second tune uh, was an interesting um, uh, orchestration by brother Vincent Gardner, and uh, he um, composed the second tune uh, called Mercury Boulevard. And the third tune was written by tenor saxophonist Rob Dixon, Uh, the final tune, Crystal Stair and added to the band was a percussionist um playing conga drums kevin kaiser and um yeah adding a little atmosphere to that uh, last piece anyway this is a really fine album and it's on uh, uh owl records and uh, you can uh actually uh google owlstudios.com and probably find out uh, you can find out more About this album and um, how to obtain it and all this kind of stuff Um, it's a a very fine recording we'll be hearing more from it in future programs and uh, we gave you a good taste of this album uh, tonight on the jazz show echoes of ethnicity Derek Gardner and the jazz prophets all right you are listening to the jazz show on CITR FM oh I should thank my good friend Uh, drummer uh, Don Fraser for um, turning me on to that album and um, actually giving me a copy so that I can uh, present it to you out there in Radio Land. So thanks very much, Don, because the music is uh, certainly on a very high level, and it's a very, very good album. All right. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or... On your computer www.citr.ca and we're going to come back with a brand new album that just arrived at my doorstep today and it's an unreleased previously unreleased recordings by the legendary pianist Errol Garner and I'm in love with the album uh, I'm going to give you some uh, music from that album Uh, Right after these messages, we're going to hear four tunes. And um, I think it's a a wonderful addition to the Garner legacy. And uh, he sounds just marvelous on it. And we'll tell you more about it in in a very few minutes right after these messages. My name's Gavin Walker, and we'll see you shortly.
1: UBC's Museum of Anthropology displays long-term and visiting exhibits of indigenous art from around the world. And guided tours are free. Our permanent collection features one of the world's finest exhibits of Northwest Coast First Nations art. Our collection includes 36,000 ethnographic pieces, 535,000 archaeological pieces, and over 600 pieces in the Kroner Ceramics Gallery. There's a lot to take in. Luckily at the Museum of Anthropology, final exams are always take home. If you've never checked out this world-class facility, now's your chance. The Museum of Anthropology is located right on campus and free for all UBC students and faculty. Come enjoy our collection and resources. How much do you know about bikes? Everything? Perfect. Nothing at all? Even better. At the UBC Bike Kitchen, you can use our space and tools to do your own bike maintenance, get one-on-one instruction on how to fix your bike yourself, or drop your bike off for us to repair. You can also buy a fully refurbished, guaranteed used bicycle, or a variety of new and used parts and accessories. The Bike Kitchen is UBC's non-profit, student-owned, full-service bike shop. We're located in the basement of the Student Union building. Just look for the stairwell on the north side of the sub across from Gage Towers or search for the UBC Bike Kitchen on Facebook. Stop by the Bike Kitchen and then get riding.
0: Well, <laughs> we had quite a weather adventure over the weekend. I thought Friday was, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty heavy with the winds and all the bluster and all that kind of stuff. But the the third storm that the media hyped, which was going to be uh, Armageddon, never happened. It had a little bit of a breeze, and of course, it didn't hit Vancouver. It did hit the uh, Sunshine Coast and parts of Vancouver Island, but it veered off north and you know the media can be very irresponsible when it comes to weather I, I understand the whole thing about telling people to take precautions and of course bc ferries did uh which is fine uh they canceled the ferries for uh, for saturday just in case which is good because you don't want to be caught out in the middle of uh, uh the ocean uh with a big storm and all that kind of stuff but uh you know the build up the the hype and everything is it, ridiculous it, uh, it it was just overdone and there was one responsible meteorologist who actually said you know we may not get this storm because we don't know and I'm quoting him he said we don't know with all our sophisticated equipment where these storms are actually going to land because they're coming in off the ocean and and they move around and rather unpredictable fashion so we really don't know and so it's very difficult to say it's going to hit vancouver definitely and of course it didn't and it uh that's it so there were no no real problems except for friday we did have some severe winds on friday storm number two anyway all over now uh we may get some more it's it's that time of year But uh, nothing uh, really out of the ordinary for this time of year either. So tonight the weather is showers are supposedly going to end sometime overnight. But then we'll have a 40% chance of a shower and some wind with a low of 10. Tomorrow is going to be tomorrow and Wednesday cloudy with um, 40 to 60% chance of a shower with lows between 8 and highs up to 13. Uh, Thursday, rain with a low of 9, high of 13. And then back to cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower for uh, Friday and Saturday with uh, lows between 8 and 9 and highs between 13 and 14. And Sunday, pretty well the same thing. 60% chance of a shower, uh, low of 7, high of 12. So kind of, uh, you know, that kind of late fall weather. And uh, it would be really nice to have another week of, uh, of sunshine before uh, ringing down the curtain, because November has a tendency to be a really gloomy month. But uh, whatever. All right, Errol Garner. You know, he's, Errol Garner was known um, one of the most well-known pianists in jazz music. He's a wonderful person and also uh, one of the one of the most successful uh, musicians um, in terms of popularity. A lot of people that were not necessarily jazz fans loved to go and hear Errol Garner, and he was booked into all kinds of places. Sure, he played all the jazz festivals and the real jazz clubs and so on, but he was booked into uh, clubs that didn't necessarily have jazz, and yet he had lineups at the door because people loved Errol Garner uh his music was so appealing he was uh a genius really um uh he never read music uh he taught himself the, the piano he's he he started playing piano when he was like three years old and he could um hear things you know on the radio and and immediately copy them on on piano um garner was basically um he played piano intuitively uh, and i, I know uh, a very very good friend of mine worked with Errol for years and and he said, "You know you never knew what key he was going to do a tune because he played in he played the tunes in any key so uh, uh my friend uh Wyatt Reuther was uh, his bassist for many years, and Wyatt said, I used to just watch his left hand because he'd he 'd play misty in 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 one key one night uh, and uh the next night or the next set he'd he'd decide to play in a different key." And of course, he said I had to watch his uh, little finger of his of his uh, left hand, and uh, looking at that, he, I could establish the key when when I could come in. That's that's the way he felt. And Garner never planned any sets; he just played whatever came into his head. And and the musicians that were working with him in his in his group simply had to follow him. And of course, Garner hired great intuitive players, and. Um, Uh, He had some very, very successful trios and quartets. These are recordings that have never been issued. Uh, There's an informality about this uh, recording session because um, uh, they simply let the tape roll, and of course there's this background conversation and and so on, but the personnel on the tunes that I'm going to play for you Um, essentially Jimmy Smith is the drummer, very fine drummer. Um, On bass, Ernest McCarty Jr. on bass, and Jose Manguel on conga drums. Those are the members of Errol Garner's trio, and of course Mr. Garner at the piano. Um, Between tunes, you'll hear the voice of a lady who was his booking agent, she was the one that made garner a financial success um she was loved his music and was a very very astute uh booking agent and got uh very very good money for uh for errol for his appearances at uh, um, in clubs concerts or wherever and her name was martha Glazer, and uh, they were very very close um and uh, not romantically close, but they uh, she respected Errol so much and did so much for his career. And um, it, these recordings were uh, essentially um, from her collection, and um, they've been issued on an album called uh, simply Ready, Take One, because Errol Garner never did second takes. He played only one take of any tune. And uh, he, he, you know, the odd false start, that sort of thing. But basically every tune that he recorded was was done in one take. And um, uh, Martha Glazer uh, was guiding these recording sessions. And, and you hear her voice uh, occasionally. She will say, ready, take one. So that's why they titled this album uh, Ready, Take One. So we're going to hear three tunes. And these have never been issued before. Uh, we're going to listen to... Um, open with a garner original called high wire um written by errol it's great great tune and then a standard tune that he always liked from 1924 a tune called i want to be happy then we're going to move to um a great tune written by bobby hebb that a lot of you younger folks uh are probably familiar with the tune called sunny and, of course, it became a standard tune, and Garner does a wonderful job on that. And the final tune we're going to hear is another Errol Garner original called Wild Music, and it's actually a minor key up-tempo blues, and it's really it's really great. All of these recordings were done between 1967 and 1971. And, uh, as I said, uh, Martha Glazer, uh, his agent, was the supervisor of these recording sessions. So, without further ado, the great Errol Garner. Garner, and of course with his trio, along with uh, Ernest McCarty on bass and Jimmy Smith on drums and Jose Manuel on conga drums. And we heard f- from this um, brand-new album. I just got it today. They knocked on my door and handed me this uh, recording. And it's, uh, it's quite wonderful. I don't think... Um, that it actually has uh, been officially released yet. Maybe, I'm ro- I might be wrong about that, but it's on octave music. And it's unreleased music, previously unreleased music, by the great Errol Garner. And the album is called Ready, Take One, because that's uh, Martha Glazer, who was his agent, produced these um, tracks that were recorded over uh, on different recording sessions that Errol had during those years, Um, and her voice um, on some of these things are are heard. And and one of of the things she used to say was, Ready, take one. And that's usually all that was required for Errol Garner to complete uh, a tune because, uh, well, Errol Garner was a genius and um, uh, an amazing, amazing musician. He was only 54 when he died, And uh, uh, sad to say, um, one of the most delightful jazz personalities was taken away from us uh, at an early age. But he did record a lot of music, uh, which is still available today. But these are previously unreleased uh, tracks. So we heard four of them, a sample of this album. We'll hear more from this uh, wonderful recording with uh, Earl and his uh, group. Uh, The first one was an Errol Garner composition called High Wire, and then uh, he went back on his uh, repertoire from an old tune from 1924 called I Want to Be Happy, a standard tune, and then one from the 60s, which was extremely popular, and that tune was written by Bobby Hebb, and, of course, it was called Sunny. And the final tune was uh, an original composition by Errol Garner called Wild Music. As uh, a minor key fast blues. And um, uh, all of these recordings were done between 1967 and 1971 at uh, various recording sessions with his group. Ready Take One. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker. I'd just like to mention two wonderful websites to get onto. The most important one is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. And the reason it's so important is that you can book, buy tickets, and do all kinds of things on that particular website. The Coastal Jazz and Blues are um, the backers of one of Vancouver's leading jazz clubs, which is Frankie's, Frankie's Jazz Club which is on Beatty Street. And there's all kinds of wonderful music um, played there. And uh, we'll hear some uh, music by some people that will be coming to Vancouver uh, a little later on in the show. But um, you can get onto the Frankie's uh, schedule and see who you want to see and book tickets, um, uh, reservations, all that kind of stuff. And, of course, Coastal Jazz and Blues, the people that bring you the big jazz festival every year, have uh, various concerts during the year that they produce as well. And you can purchase uh, advanced tickets and find out all about uh, the performers and who's coming where and that sort of thing. It's a very, very good website. And essential, actually, if you're interested in... Uh, hearing quality music here in Vancouver, and that's coastaljazz.ca. The other website I always mention is run by my old friend Brian Nation, and Brian's site is vancouverjazz.com, and there's all kinds of interesting links on that site as well. So two very important websites. That is coastaljazz.ca and vancouverjazz.com. Incidentally, I uh, should always mention uh, Pat's Pub, which, of course, has all kinds of um, good music down there. It's a very very comfortable spot. It's in the um, downtown east side uh, at the Old Patricia Hotel. But the bar and the club is a very, very comfortable place, music-friendly. And the food is very good, and they have a wide selection of great beer and and so on. and, and, And there is excellent jazz music there every Saturday afternoon. From 3 to 7, different bands play there. And, of course, the nice thing about it is that it doesn't cost anything. It's free. And um, there you go. You can hear quality music and not pay a cover. That's Pat's Pub at the uh, old Patricia Hotel. One more thing I would like to mention before we get into uh, some music by Art Blakey and his jazz messengers yeah that's coming up in a minute but i'd like to mention my good friend ken speller who is a music teacher he has a business called music at home and um he teaches the saxophone or the flute or the clarinet um, or all three and um, he will advise you how to rent or purchase those um, sometimes very expensive instruments and of course he's an excellent music teacher he he um comes to your house and uh, teaches you music, which is, yeah, you don't have to go anywhere. And uh, he can set you up with a practice schedule and all all that kind of stuff and teach you all uh, the basics. Uh, Whether you're um, a talented amateur or a beginner or a professional, you can always use uh, more knowledge when it comes to music because music is infinite. You know, the more you learn, the more you have to learn. It just seems to go that way. It's a lifetime pursuit, whether you do it as a hobby or as a profession. Um, Anyway, Ken Speller can uh, really enhance your uh, musical experience. And, of course, he is also an excellent repairman. This is another thing that he does. He doesn't have a store overhead to worry about because his repair shop is in his home. And his home is located in the Metrotown area of Burnaby. And he um, is an excellent repairman for all of these instruments. And as I said, whatever your status, professional, amateur, beginner, um, if you own a saxophone, a flute, or a clarinet, they need tweaking or overhauling or sometimes just minor repairs. And uh, don't do it yourself. Let somebody else handle that stuff because it's, uh, <laughs> you can really get into a mess if you do your own repairs, unless you know something about them. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, Ken Speller is the guy to uh, see. He's a very talented man. He can be reached at his uh, phone number is uh, 604, seven, uh, not 604, 778 800 778 800 is his phone number. And, of course, he can be reached via by, by email, kspeller, K-S-P-E-L-L-E-R underscore, 14 at yahoo.ca. K Speller underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. Here is a performance that'll knock your socks off. It is by Art Blakey and his Jazz Messengers. And I know for a fact that this was Art Blakey's favorite edition of the Jazz Messengers. And this is a tune that they played every night on the gig. Every edition of the Jazz Messengers has to do this tune. And, of course, the the horn players have to pick up percussion instruments um, to play along with uh, Art Blakey because he usually plays a lengthy introduction to this tune. And, of course, the tune, I'll tell you what the tune is in a minute, but I'll tell you the personnel of the band. You probably already know it, the great... Precocious Lee Morgan on trumpet, Wayne Shorter on tenor saxophone, who was the musical director of the band, Bobby Timmons at the piano, Jimmy Merritt on bass, and of course Art Blakey on drums. This is Dizzy Gillespie's most famous composition, A Night in Tunisia, and this is one of the best versions of that tune. Here we go.
1: HAHA Thank
0: That piece of music was called Red Alert, and that was from an album of the same name by pianist Red Garland. It was recorded in the mid-'70s in Berkeley, an all-star band. Uh, we heard In the Order of Solos, Red, of course, on piano, and the first uh, saxophone soloist is, was the great Harold Land on tenor saxophone. Then we heard Nat Atterley on cornet, and he was followed by iris sullivan on tenor saxophone and the bassist ron carter and the drummer frank butler and that was a tune uh blues tune written by nat Adderley, called it's the title track of the album called red alert and before that we heard art blakey and his jazz messengers from an album of the same name a night in tunisia we heard them play Dizzy Gillespie's most famous composition, A Night in Tunisia, with Lee Morgan on trumpet, Wayne Shorter on tenor saxophone, Bobby Timmons at the piano, Jimmy Merritt on bass, and, of course, Art Blakey on drums. And the, uh, the two horn players played the extra percussion stuff, too, during uh, uh, Art Blakey's drum solos on that. And, of course, that was a piece that Art Blakey played every night, every gig. Um... It was one of the most requested tunes, and, of course, this version that we heard is a particularly uh, stunning version of that tune. A Night in Tunisia, Art Blakey and his jazz messengers. We're going to turn now to um, somebody you should all be familiar with. I'm talking about Corey Weeds, and this is, um, has just come out, and interestingly enough... Um, The pianist on the date will be playing at Frankie's this weekend, along with Corey. I'm talking about New York-based pianist David Hazeltine. Now, this was done at Smalls uh, Jazz Club in New York um, in March of 2016, and Corey has put this out on his Cellar Live label. And the title of the album is It's Easy to Remember and Corey is heard here, of course, on tenor saxophone with David Hazeltine, the co-producer here on piano, and the wonderful Joe Magnarelli on trumpet, Paul Gill on bass, and Jason Tiemann on drums. We're going to hear two tunes from this uh, album. It's actually recorded uh, right in the club. Uh, The first tune was written by Kenny Drew, and it's a, a bit of an obscure album or a, an obscure tune on an album, I believe, by Art. Yes, it was an album by Art Farmer, and uh, that's where the tune comes from. It's a great tune. It's called With Prestige, uh, sort of a dedication to the, uh, to the famous record label of the time. And the second tune is written by our own Ross Taggart, and it's called Exposé. So, we're going to hear these two tunes from this uh, brand new album on Stellar Live called It's Easy to Remember. Corey Weeds featuring David Hazeltine. <laughs> We'll That was the big band out of Montreal. We heard a couple of tracks last week. The Lorraine Demagre big band from her album uh, Dances. And that was a composition by her called Reggae Do. And that featured uh, all the saxophone players. They're all tremendous um, Jean Pierre Zanella, um, David Bellamore, uh, Camille Bellil. Uh, we heard them all sort of going at one another at the beginning and we heard uh, Lorraine of course on piano we heard David Grot on trombone and Ron De on trumpet and um, yeah that's the cream of the crop of uh, Montreal musicians I won't get into all the personnel but this is from a wonderful brand new album by Lorraine Demaret and her big band called dances and um, it's a a, a superb uh, album and uh, worth checking out and worth looking for because, um, as I said, these are the cream of the crop of uh, musicians out of Montreal. So it's an excellent album, and we don't get a chance to hear enough of uh, those um, Montreal musicians out here. So it's... I thought I'd uh, play a little bit and contrast it with the first two tunes be- that we heard before that from Corey Weeds. And, of course, he's the uh, redoubtable. Um, he organizes all the music at uh, Frankie's uh, Jazz Club and plays there quite frequently and will be playing there this weekend with pianist David Hazeltine from New York. And uh, this is um, actually it's going to be a, a CD release party for this album that we played uh, just before the big band. Uh, It's on the Cellar Live label. The album is called It's Easy to Remember. That's one of the tunes on there. And we heard uh, Corey on tenor saxophone, Corey Weeds on tenor saxophone with David Hazeltine on piano, Joe Magnarelli on trumpet, Joe Mags, and Paul Gill on acoustic bass, and Jason Tiemann on drums. Uh, We heard two tunes. We heard an old thing written by pianist Kenny Drew called With Prestige, and the second tune was written by our own, the late, great Ross Taggart, and it was called Exposé, and both of those tunes were recorded at uh, Smalls Jazz Club in New York City in March of 2016, so it's nice that Corey's uh, going to re-get together with uh, David Hazeltine um, this weekend at... Frankie's, And all you have to do is get onto the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society, and uh, you can check out Frankie's schedule. Make a reservation, uh, because it's going to be packed out. Frankie's Jazz Club. And uh, check it out at coastaljazz.ca. All right. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM. 101.9, or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name is Gavin Walker, and we're going to play some music now by guitarist René Thomas, the late René Thomas, one of the finest guitar players ever to cross this planet. He was originally from Belgium, and he spent a lot of time in Montreal with one of my favorite tenor saxophone players, the late, great J.R. Monteros. And they recorded an album together. They played at a place called the Little Vienna, and they were the house band there for um, many months and uh, playing with various Montreal musicians. And they really formed a musical alliance, René Thomas, the guitarist, and J.R. Monteros on tenor saxophone. And... I know my uh, good friend Brian Nation used to hear them at the uh, Little Vienna. Uh, that was one of the um, finer jazz clubs in Montreal in the early 60s, late 50s, early 60s. Anyway, they got together. They came back to New York City and recorded this album for Jazzland Records, which was a subsidiary of Riverside Records. And we're going to hear René Thomas on guitar, J.R. Monterose on tenor saxophone, and a gentleman who um, actually joined them in Montreal quite often, pianist Hod O'Brien. And on bass, Teddy Kotick. And on drums, Tootie Heath, Albert Heath. And we're going to hear three tunes from this uh, album called Guitar Groove. And the opening tune was written by J.R. Monteros. It's called Spontaneous Effort. And it's based on a standard tune, Out of Nowhere. Uh, the second tune is written by Thelonious Monk, was one of his first love ballads to his uh, first girlfriend, whose name was Ruby, and he called this tune Ruby, My Dear. And this is a, an especially beautiful version of that tune. And the final tune we're going to hear is written by J.R. Monterose, dedicated to a, a street where a club that he played at in Albany, New York, for many, many, many months, and um, the street was, or or the club was located on Green Street, so he called it the Green Street Scene. That's going to be the last tune of this three-tune set. So guitarist René Thomas and tenor saxophonist J.R. Monterose and company. Spontaneous Effort is the first tune. (music) you <music> Well, we threw in uh, one more tune on that set. That's from an album called Guitar Groove. And uh, the leader is the Belgian-born guitarist, the late, great René Thomas. And uh, on tenor saxophone, J.R. Monteros. And on piano, Hod O'Brien, Teddy Kotick on bass, who was actually Charlie Parker's favorite bass player. And on drums, Albert Heath tootie heath and we heard um, four tunes from there we heard uh, opened with a composition by J.R. entitled spontaneous effort which is based on a standard tune based on uh, out of nowhere and then we heard a beautiful version of Thelonious Monk's Ruby my dear then without um, J.R. laid out on the uh, uh, tune number three and it was a feature for René Thomas and an old standard called Like Someone in Love. And the final tune, Jr. rejoined the band, and uh, his own tune called Green Street Scene. And, uh, and four tracks from uh, this wonderful album, which came out on, uh, originally came out on Jazzland Records. It was recorded in 1960, but René Thomas and J.R. Monteros had formed their musical alliance in Montreal, and uh, they played a long gig at a place called uh, the Little Vienna in Montreal and occasionally used Hot O'Brien on piano as well and um, some Montreal uh, musicians for the rest of the band. And uh, they formed a mutual admiration society and then came back to New York to uh, record this album. And uh, wonderful album it is. And, of course, the great guitarist René Thomas, one of the best ever. He studied with Django Reinhardt, and then he heard modern jazz and sort of moved more in that direction. Um, great musician, Belgian musician, René Thomas. All right, that's it for the jazz show this evening. We'd like to thank you for uh, for listening out there, and those of you that are still out there, great. And um, next week, our jazz feature is a wonderful saxophone player, maybe one of the finest alto saxophone players that ever lived. Seriously. His name, Sonny Chris. Now, there's lots of Sonny's, lots of Sonny saxophone players. We have Sonny Rollins, Sonny Stitt, um, Sonny Fortune, uh, Sonny King, lesser known saxophone player, excellent too. Lots of Sunny. Sonny Cox, is another one from Chicago. This is Sonny Chris, originally from Memphis, and uh, was a resident of Los Angeles. This is a classic album we're going to hear next week on the jazz feature, and it's called Birth of the New Cool. And it was um, a short-lived small band that Sonny Chris put together, and Horace Tabscott, the legendary pianist-composer, wrote all the music. Um, for this date, and the band made this one record. And uh, they only worked a couple of weeks, but they were able to uh, pull it all together and uh, record this wonderful album that we're going to hear. It's called Sonny's Dream, and we're going to be featuring that album next week on The Jazz Show. So uh, be sure to join us. Once again, thank you on behalf of uh, CITR, FM 101.9, or on your computer, www.citr.ca. The Jazz Show and myself, Gavin Walker, and we'll see you in seven days' time. Take care. Bye-bye.